We'll do it more like an interview. Yeah. All right. So, um, all right. This is JT. I'm sitting here with Joey Gladstone. He's my first subject for our <laughs> podcast. So, um, now I know all the comments going to come through. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about the obvious. So oh. for those that obviously you're just listening, so you can't see his hands. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll get into that in a minute. Um, my goal is, uh, how have you been, man? I'm good. I'm good. I feel, I recently I feel very blessed. Um, you know, obviously the, with the, with what just happened to me, you know, with the, the crash and stuff like that, I feel very blessed. Um, it was an eye opening experience for me, especially, uh, being a new father and stuff like that. It gives you a lot to think about. And, you know, as soon as something like that happens to you and, um, and you get lucky enough to live through it then you're like you know you kind of question like you know why am I doing it still that that runs through your head and then you then you remind yourself that you love doing it and and then you know I've I've been struggling with like you know kind of feeling lucky blessed guilty you know I've a lot of this stuff's been running through my head but at the end of the day I'm you know it's 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 gonna happen if you do it if you do it thousands and thousands of times it, it very well could happen it could happen to anybody and um, you know I just feel blessed you know now no after it happened um, you, there were some updates out and your wife put out a great one that mm-hmm. uh, some people just can't understand the lifestyle that we leave it was a post when she gave an update right how for people that would be listening that quite can't understand okay you just went through a violent crash so mm-hmm. you I mean you you've got a little one you've got family mm-hmm. um, is there a way can how do you describe this passion so because clearly, well, it, it in in the sense of somebody that's looking from the outside, you guys are nuts. Yeah. So, uh, how would you describe that to that person? Well, see, the racing racing is isn't. I would guess you would call it a, an addiction for me. I uh, like you know I'm always my life my life go I go from race to race. I'm always there's always going to be the next time I go to the racetrack and there's always that in my mind like whether it's a test session whether we're going to a grudge race an NHRA race or something there's always the next thing and it's I, I it's it's been like that for a long time and I can't see my life without that you know because then like after it sounds strange but if you if you took that away from me I wouldn't you know obviously there's still stuff to look forward to in life but it's like where when's the next race you know I would feel lost so it's that that keep that that kind of keeps me going and that kind of like you know feeds my passion but um but it's also it's like i can't even if you know let's a lot of people say like after something like that you know maybe it's time to pack it up but no it's like you know i i can't wait to get back on it and prove to myself that 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 you know that's not ha- that's not me you know that's not how i'm going to go out you know i'd rather go out on top than than have something like that put me out you know now, um, again, um, this is April 22nd, okay? So yeah. the people that are listening, this is April 27th. When did this crash occur? Uh, the 8th. The 8th. Yeah. So not that long ago. So I was surprised to see you out here. So, yeah. And, uh, of course, my first thought is, how are you doing? Yeah. Um, and obviously we were talking with Demi and them down there, mm-hmm. and uh, you're doing well. Um, where do you go from here? So. Atlanta. I got to Atlanta. I got to give it a shot. Um, I feel right now. I, I I know it sounds crazy, but I actually I feel healthy. My range of motion's coming back. Um, but the reason why we opted to do surgery on my collarbone was for a faster recovery. Okay. Um, you know, 
the the broken the broken ribs and the shoulder blade. There's nothing you can do. You can't cast it. Okay. Can't do anything. They they don't. Uh, you know, I, I I'm not feeling the pain from them right now. Uh, this growing the skin back is the hardest part, and okay. uh, you know that's still I still got a couple more weeks on some some of this stuff, but. But actually, I'm every day I feel better, and honestly, it's because of my wife. My my wife has been so amazing with you know getting me healthy and taking care of me. I mean, we have a seven month old that she already takes care of. She's she's a superhero with with our seven month old, and uh, then she's 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 taking care of me too, and she's making sure that you know all my wounds stay clean, that I'm healing as fast as possible, and that I'm getting all my vitamins and stuff like that. You know, staying hydrated. She's the biggest reason why I'm healing as fast as I am. She's an amazing woman. Well, you made the you made the comment earlier about um, about the passion of the sport, and like her, she's very supportive of you. Yes, she is. Um, but what's also the the I think what some people need to understand, because again, I look at it differently, because I personally am not a racer. I'm mm-hmm. kind of media. I'm in between you racers and the actual reporters of the world, since I'm not a reporter. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you make comment about the passion and the love of the sport. And I think what people fail to understand is the family aspect that goes oh, yeah. in here, such as when we had a conversation earlier, so I want to bring it up now to help people understand that, like when Corey steps up mm-hmm. to, to help, it isn't just his, his wife helping him and then other people, but I mean, this is truly family. I mean, oh, it is. It is. There's We spend so much time together as a race team that, that we, we spend more time together than, than with our you know immediate family. Um, so it's you know like for example like like Corey Corey and I consider each other brothers you know we're closer than blood and uh, you know for, for example when when I was in the hospital and Nicole would want to come see me Corey it was Uncle Corey he he, he was so our baby was there with us and and Corey would have her Corey'd have her fed he you know obviously changing the diapers he 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 you know put her down put her in her pajamas you know it was it was funny. Um, when uh, Nicole came back to the track one night, Corey was in our motorhome with the baby, sitting next to her while the baby was sleeping, and and Nicole came in and started talking. He was like, "Shh, the baby's sleeping." Shh. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was fun, you know. And uh, yeah, he's gonna make a great dad. But no, it it is, it's it's very family. Our it has to be that way when you spend that much time on the road with people, um, with with your race team like that. It has to be like a family dynamic. If not, it's not going to work. Okay. You know, that's why you have to have the right people around you. You know, like with you know the whole HTP crew, they're like family. We all live in in roughly the same area, and you know when we're not when we're not racing together on the weekends, we're going to you know the kids' softball games and stuff, and we're together all the time. And I mean, just like with family, you know, sometimes it might get a little tough to be around each other so much, but at the end of the day, we love each other very much. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's hey, brothers and sisters don't always get along, but yeah, they love each other but, so much they get past it. But we so. do have each other's backs, that's yeah. for sure. And when somebody needs help in our crew, you know, the rest of us step up for yeah. sure. And I'm very grateful for what they did for me. Now, obviously, I've been watching you a long time. We're going to recap a little bit, so mm-hmm. so everybody knows who Joey Gladstone is, where he comes from. Um, I know when I started, it's the DME 13. Uh, early 13 when Terrence started and then later on uh, most of it was out here at Maryland which if y'all hear bikes in the background they're out there testing Mm -hmm. Um, so really where I got to know you was here years ago Um, tell everybody where you started from so when did when did it begin for you drag racing well it started when I was 16 Um, my dad drag race cars uh, 
here and there when I was growing up, and I love going to the track. I, I, I was always looking for, like even like I just told you before, always looking for the next race. I was always knew, like, all right, in two months we're going to be at the track, and we're going to have this race weekend. It's going to be awesome. We, you know, we're going to stay in a hotel. It's going to be me and my dad. It's going to be so much fun, you know, and um, I, I, I that's where I developed a passion, you know, for drag racing. And then... So when it but when it came time for me to start drag racing, I was I was very small in stature. I was you know maybe a hundred pounds. You know when I was coming of age to be able to drag race, and I the, the pieces had fallen in place. I'd ridden dirt bikes for a few years. We were like, all right, well let's try motorcycle drag racing. You know because I was small, I was good at riding motorcycles, and it it just seemed like the right thing to do. So we we started with a, a junkyard motorcycle, went to the local track, made sure I liked it. And then we went back when it, the final years of AMA, what was AMA Pro Star, it was AMA Drag Bike. When I got into it in 2007 or 8, uh, we, we bought a, a GSXR 1000 and raced it in Super Sport and had some success in that. Then we, uh, years, years after that, we put a turbo on that bike and started racing Real Street. And we started going fast on that. And that got that. I'm paraphrasing, you know, there's a lot that goes on in between yeah. those years, but um, with the real street bike, uh, I got noticed by Demi, um, and he, he, Demi changed my, Demi and Andy changed my drag racing career completely. They, when they put me on their pro street bike, you know, they got obviously their state of the art stuff, and they always have been, but um, it, it was 2012 when I started riding for them. And that, that's when my career really went from just like kind of, you know, just average to just kind of went straight up. We won every championship that we could win. We won every year for like five years straight. And uh, I, owe, I owe them a huge, you know, debt of gratitude for what they did for me. And, uh, but anyway, um, so I, I ran with DME for a long time and uh, raced Pro Street year after year. And I rode a couple different bikes like Tink Tink for for, for Demi and uh, some of his grudge cust- grudge bikes. I would ride for him. And then towards the end of towards the end of the relationship, um, I got a call to go up to, to Pro Stock from uh, from a guy named Joe Riccardi. And uh, I did four races while I was still racing Pro Stock. I mean, I'm uh, Pro Street. I did four races that year to see if I was any good at it. And then the next year, he committed to a full season. So that's when I went. I stopped racing Pro Street and I went full on to Pro Stock. The year after that, we were with the Underdolls. We leased a bike from the Underdolls. Uh, the year after that, I was with Corey. I had already become best friends with Corey before, like well before that. And then I started riding with Corey full time. And uh, the rest, the rest is history. Now it's been like three years now that I've been with Corey, and and the Whiteleys. So. That's that's how it all that's how it all took place. That's the whole journey. That's a great and obviously you're young enough. You're just getting started. Well, <laughs> you got a lot of racing know. left in you. I I hate know. To tell after, you. after that, after that wreck, I, I think I'm just going to stick to pro stock. <laughs> and if I can get some, if I can get some race wins and a championship accomplished, I don't know how much longer I'll need to do it. But I'll always be involved in it. That's now from your let's say your real street bike then we'll go pro street and then pro stock to help people understand the difference horsepower wise what are you what are the situational differences so if you're trying to explain pro stock to somebody pro stock motorcycle compared to pro street 
So how would you describe it? So because a lot of people say, well, Pro Street, they're a Pro Stock motorcycle. They're only doing 200 miles an hour. Pro Street is doing 230. They said, well, why would you go do something that's doing 200 miles an hour? So can you help yeah. those people understand that? Yeah, I've got a, uh, I got a pretty good thing. That <laughs> I've, 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 I've described this to people before. So mm -hmm. I've, the way I describe it is. Um, Pro Street and, and like the no wheelie bar stuff, like especially the turbo stuff, it's almost like riding a bull. It's 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 crazy. It's um you know they they can twist up, they can they can make upwards of some of these guys are claiming. I mean nobody puts them on the dyno, but some of these guys are claiming 750 horsepower. You know yeah. uh, that that they're pushing. Uh, so it's like riding a bull. Whereas Pro Stock is more like a ballet. It's uh it's a finesse game. You know like that you can you can. You can knock a tenth or two tenths off of a pro stock bike just by riding it wrong. You know the smallest little details. Um, the way that you, you know, when you let go of that clutch, if your body's not in a certain position uh, to where, like, if your chassis is set up to 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 where, if you you're a lunge rider, you know, if you're like a surge rider, and you don't surge correctly, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna wad the tire up and it's gonna, and you're gonna knock numbers off. So you have to. Pro Stock, if you want to go Matt Smith numbers and, and Angel numbers and, and uh, Eddie Craywick numbers and Andrew Hines numbers, you've got to ride them perfect, yeah. you know, yeah, to extract everything out of those motorcycles. So um, it's like a ballet. It's hard. It's you got to do it right, but when you do do it right, it's very rewarding. Like in Gainesville, I think I, I, went, I went a 78 on my new bike, and those are the kind of passes where it's rewarding because it feels – you feel at one with the bike, you know, you leave – your, your body is on time with the motorcycle and it's everything falls into place and it feels really good but those like so you're asking about horsepower um, pro stock bikes make 400 horsepower that's the goal for a pro stock team they want to make 400 plus you know if you make 400 you're doing good if you're making over 400 you're doing really good <laughs> like Matt Matt's making over 400 going 200 the way he is he's making big power um, and same with uh, you know the uh, Vance and Hines V twins when they were out there. I'm sure they were making over 400. But uh, uh, yeah, 400 is for that. And then uh, Pro Street, I like I said, there's guys. I don't know the exact number, but there's guys that claim anywhere from 650 to 800 horsepower. You know, it's 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 crazy. You know, you see some YouTube thumbnails and it's like 850 horsepower Hayabusa. It's like, do you really know? You know, unless unless you put it on an engine dyno or something like that or or if you're crazy enough to do it on a wheel dyno. But uh, I guess if you do the math, I think it would probably be somewhere between 650 to 750 horsepower to go 232 mile an hour, which is and insane. <laughs> which is absolutely insane. You know. And your average, for horsepower-wise, your average street bike would have your sports uh, street bike. From the factory, uh, restricted is like 160 to 175. Yeah. And then uh, de-restricted, like, um, like for example, Cecil Cecil Towner from HDP. He took my uh, my super stock bike when we first got it. Restricted makes like 168 horsepower or something like that. And by the time he was done with it, um, you know, with simple bolt-on modifications and de-restricting it, you know, we were making upwards of 210 horsepower. So all with the, it's completely you know stock engine, all that stuff. Uh, but you know, with some velocity stacks and some. Um, and like an air filter and a, and a pipe and a tune found 40 horsepower so right around i'd say most of these guys at the drag strip with their flash dcus are probably making 180 to 210 horsepower it's pretty good well, it gives the listener a good 
impression of what's going on. Now I've watched you over the years, and I've and I've said it to you personally. I've said it to a ton of other people that you. I mean, you can tell when somebody's skilled. A skilled writer and it's isn't and again it's gonna sound like I'm heading in a compliment zone but that's not what I'm getting at is when you're watching when I look at when I'm photographing y'all or video videoing y'all I pay attention to what you're doing because the way you react is different than the way Ryan Snitz reacts or Trevor mm. or whoever be the case um, and I've always known that about you is that you always incredibly focused from the point that you come in and you go all the way through it's interesting how there's so many racers in this sport, but there's different levels of it. Mm. So not everybody can ride these pro street bikes. Not everybody can ride these pro stock motorcycle bikes. You're clearly one of the people that can. Um, for the people that, um, how would I put that? Um, yes, Joey's probably crazy, <laughs> but in a good way. Mm -hmm. And um, I do appreciate him taking some time with me today and yeah. talking with me today. But. Um, He's a skilled rider. He always has been. He's a good man, and uh, I've watched you grow up over <laughs> the years, and I'm looking forward to everything else that you got to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I posted a while back. I've got to. I got to see him grow up. Got to see him become a husband. Then you become a dad. Mm -hmm. So you become a. You literally went through the stages of motorcycle racing. You're in on the national stage of pro stock motorcycle. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wish you luck. So I'm definitely it. always a fan, always will be. Appreciate it, man. All right. It's good stuff. Thank you. Thank you, JT.